I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we're recording on in Los Angeles, the Keech, the Shumash, and the Tongva people, and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Salvador Dali threw a great party. We all drank Bacardi. It got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather. We're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. We survived Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, just barely. <laughs> what do you mean by barely? <laughs> no, it's just a mildly anticlimactic here I in mean, L.A. Uh, I was, yeah, wondering if we can claim insurance, but we can't. <laughs> We're too honest. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, and we and we didn't have any damage. But, I mean, uh, over the over the years, all the winter storms in LA are. I mean, the rain is pretty crazy in the winter. I want to claim psychological damage from thirty years in show business. I thought that the from thirty years in show business. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that the. I like that delay. That was a very authentic reaction. Sometimes an immediate laugh feels polite, but that mm. was nice. You gave me a couple seconds, then you had a genuine giggle to yourself. <laughs> the newscasters were giving. Uh, who was the guy that was covering the campaign? Um, I know who you mean. The Polish, the charismatic Polish dude that was quoting Jay Z during the election. He was so great. I forget his name, but yes, he wasn't on yesterday. No, but one of the um, weather reporters was giving that kind of excited energy. Ah, right. And it just made you long for that, just that warm and wonderful two weeks of the vote counting in 2020. Oh, my God. That was so... <laughs> Where we all lived in a suspended state of permanent anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Hillary, the Tropical Storm Hillary, I, I, I felt for her uh, as, you know, a storm came in as a hurricane. There was a lot of anticipation. Downgraded. To get gr- downgraded on the day of your performance, it's like getting bumped at a club. You know, I just felt like it was it was a mild insult. And as someone who has been downgraded from uh, being regarded possibly as Australia's greatest living songwriter to simply a national treasure, I, I felt for that downgrade. You know, it's hard. It's hard to have your reputation altered. It's it's hard to stay relevant. It's hard. It's hard for a storm to stay relevant. Within 24 hours, it just became <laughs> increasingly irrelevant. Um, yeah. You, you were really quite scared, though. Like, when I went around to pick up an iPad around the corner from your mum's house, you called me. It was about a two-minute drive. You called me at about one minute to check that <laughs> I was safe, and you had your mum text that I'd arrived safely. I was um, scared of single parenting. Our daughter. Oh, should I die? Should a palm tree fall on me? No, whatever? just should you take too long? And I had oh. more minutes of single parenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get you. But, you know, we made it through. It's looking dry. I'm thinking our tennis game is going to reconvene possibly tomorrow. Our tennis lesson or game? Our tennis lesson, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tuesday mornings. I need that. Yeah. Um, like I good. know. I uh, immediately, immediately went into kind of just hibernating and uh, started playing backgammon and put on- Oh, yeah, we busted out the backgammon. Yeah, sweatpants right. and 
Yeah. You know? Have you ever had m- plans majorly disrupted by weather? I'm sure. Well, like in the air- airport or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that where you get grounded in an airport or you're like, you know, you know, I go, we've talked about me getting caught in the blizzard up in Syracuse and living in that motel off McDonald's buns for three days. Because you were a vegetarian and you got snowed in and there was only dial-up. Yeah, and it's funny, perhaps it was not that I was actually snowed in, it's just in my vegetarian weakness, I actually wasn't able to push open the door. Of your... No, I'm kidding, I'm joking. Of the door of a new restaurant? (laughs) Nothing. I'm still intrigued with, you got snowed in, you decided to fly and let your band... Take the bus. That's a bit of a rock star move, like a front man kind of thing, where like the band drives and, and the karma's singer flies. a bitch. Karma's a bitch. I got punished for being a diva. Yeah. And then you get snowed in. It was AOL dial up era. And there, so there was a guy at the motel who slept on the floor in the front room. Well, I think he had a little cot. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys, it wasn't like a buddy movie where you guys became friends. We didn't get to know each other. I mean, that's one of the times where, yes, perhaps there was some. A hope of unexpected intimacy between the singular hotel guests. Or and it became a minimal- horror movie. Or a romance. Yeah. Or a bromance horror movie. Yeah, um, but no, we didn't get to know each other too well. But you've never been caught in like a tornado or a cyclone or a hurricane, anything like that? What's coming to mind is you and I being somewhere and there was possibility of a tornado. And I think it was when we were in Maui, not recently, but a long time ago one of our first vacations when you, when i didn't save the address of the <laughs> uh it was before airbnb and i had booked a place and it was just when you I, booked I was, a hotel and had no we got on the plane we land in maui and you have no record of what the <laughs> hotel is called or any way to it was before iphones was it before we were married it was a honeymoon no, it wasn't. We only went to Hawaii once. It wasn't the honeymoon. Yeah, it was Maui. That was our honeymoon. That's Remember, so weird. we didn't do it right away. We did because we were in India for our wedding. We did it at spring break. The following spring. No, I spring. know, but it's so funny because in my memory, yeah, that's true. But where was Kate when we were driving around looking for the? She was with us. She was sleeping in the back. Oh, okay. That's yeah. why I. Didn't picture yeah, her. But it was there. amazing. Like, that was the days where you had to print out hard copies of everything and you just hadn't. So, we arrived in Maui with no idea where we were staying and we had to go find somewhere to stay. I mean, I'm glad that I put a ring on it because if it was before yeah, our wedding, yeah. you might have thought this woman is too flaky. I was thinking this. I was like, that's a good, that's a nice story for early days of a marriage. It's like, if it's like a decade in, it's like, it's worrying. Or or just if it's before marriage, then you might have just... But I think I there was one trip, I guess it wasn't that, where there was a, a, a storm coming and I said, maybe we were in India. I said, we should leave a day earlier. We should get our flight. And you are always, you know, I'm not going to have a marital fight right now, but you're always sort of, no, 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 like we'll be fine. <laughs> And it was a good instinct because, like, the airport shut down, like, a half an hour later. Yeah, that's right. I think that was actually the Dominican Republic or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. But we also, weather-related mishaps are, like, part of our origin story of our love. Because the first time we went to India and we we went on a tuk-tuk ride into the closest village to where we were staying and... 
we got caught in a storm that was so intense. There was like billboards had fallen across the road and trees. And we were soaking wet in this little open-sided tuk-tuk. And you were laughing in a way that gave me confidence that I could get through anything with you in life. Yeah. And that was, was a really fun, That was a wild storm because it was boiling hot. And then within 20 minutes became freezing. That was a tropical storm. Yeah, but it was a cold tropical storm because yesterday it was so interesting because usually when it's rainy season here, it's the colder time of LA, which isn't that cold, but it can get chilly. And the dogs never want to go outside because it's rainy and cold. But yesterday I was pushing Cooper out and he felt the it was still warm because it was sort of a warm tropical storm. And he was so cute because he's he he just like wanted to hang out in the rain, and he usually doesn't. But that 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 tuk tuk or uh, what what is the other word for a tuk tuk? It's also uh, called a put a put. I, don't know I think called. that's in Thailand. Um, but um, it's it's reminding me of I just watched this Maya Angelou like thing that my fr- I have a friend who keeps sending sending me spiritually and like positive things. Not realizing of Keith and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this friend realizes I'm kind of not um, in that spiritual. You're a non-practicing cultist. I'm a non-practicing cultist, except Maya Angelou. I have all the time in the world, and she says I'm not afraid of anything, but I'm afraid all the time. Mm. And then she also said, "Overcome fears has been a great freeing production for me." Mm. And I love the choice of words. Of course, I know I love calling that like a personal victory as a production, as a production. Yeah, and I relate to that being terrified, but also deep in me, not not too far in in the in the eye of a storm, I calm down. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and, well, I'll um, never forget when Goldie fell off the couch that one time I was playing hide and seek with her when she was like one or six months even. And she sort of had this little mini seizure, like they called it, the doctor at the time called it, said it was like a breath-holding response to an accident. Um, But her whole body seized up, and I did not know what to do. And you just put her on your lap, and you said, Goldie, Goldie, and you patted her, and you were so so calm. It's interesting, because you do have a, I mean, it's funny to talk about reputations in a family of, like, we are only a few people, but you do play the role of the more nervous person sometimes in our day-to-day life. But I think, at, like what you're saying, at the deepest level, you're actually the calmest member of the family. Yeah, I'm Diane Cannon in Heaven Can Wait, mm. where she screams at every little sound. You know how I am, like, any, yeah, yeah, yeah. any noise, you're sneezing, anything. Like, I, I scream. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm very, actually, like, sort of the most uh, chill and enlightened, deep, calm one of the whole world. I, <laughs> that's quite, <laughs> quite, quite a call. I would like your take from this very calm and deep and enlightened place okay. on the current Jewface dialogues that are uh, going okay. through the media. So I got an email a couple nights ago from The Project, this TV show in Australia, and they were like, oh, could Ben come on and give his opinion on Jewface, on uh, uh, Leonard, the Leonard Bernstein, Bradley Cooper thing? And I, I missed the email. I didn't get it in time. But but I it started me thinking about what are my opinions about- Firstly, being Jewish, the, the first props I'll give to Jewish <laughs> people is that I giggle when I hear Jewface. Yeah, yeah. So that Jews can 
laugh. Um, I. But wait, should we tell people what this? What, oh, in case they're Bradley not following, Bradley Cooper's doing a movie. He's directing and starring in a movie about uh, Leonard Bernstein the composer, and he's doing it with the blessing of the family and everything, and the first stills came out, and he's put on a prosthetic nose to look more like Leonard Bernstein. I have so much to say about Tell this. Tell me, I want to like, hear the Ioni Sky take on Drew Face. fill like 70 podcasts. So firstly, after A Star is Born, I just, and he and um, Lady Gaga like making out on stage during the Oscars or something, I've gone off. An eternity I, of uninterrupted eye contact. And his yeah. sort of face work that he's done, like some men who get face work, I'm so f- forgiving in general, just do you, do whatever you want to do. You do. I mean, sometimes I'm sad for people speaking of noses when they make themselves have such a small nose i feel like oh because i love a big you know paloma picasso nose well but as an owner of a small nose do you feel that it has do people not realize you're jewish because of your tiny nose well yeah i've got a celtic nose and also for someone who has a little button nose maybe i'm not one to speak because you know keep your nose don't keep your nose yeah easy for you to sit up there on your high horse with your little nose leave your nose it's great (laughs) but anyway I, after that sort of, I don't know, he just, I, I mean, I, I really like Bradley Cooper. I just was like, what's going on when he and Lady Gaga? So anyway. No, no, but there is that issue to do with who it is. And I do yeah. think that sometimes when there are talks about kind of like quote unquote cancellation or these little mini revolts against people, sometimes it's kind of an unconscious payback for ways that we feel angry at them about other things or disappointed in them. Yeah, you know? it just seems sort of added touch and what's happening here. Like I said um, that about like when Ryan Adams went through all of his stuff in the media. I think some of that was to do with people basically being fed up with him and his behavior over the course of a couple decades. So, but so Ryan, anyway, you know, Ryan Adams was worse. Like, yeah, I yeah, of course, of course. I'm I not, don't know I'm not, if Brad, I don't think Brad, I just mean, I guess I don't mean like um, that someone's been abusive necessarily, sure. just that people- there's certain well, like people the Gwyneth, that we're like happy to see fail. Well, in like some the way, Gwyneth you know? Paltrow, like what has she really done? Not anything terrible. But she's annoyed people, and so they're happy when she fails. Or exactly. Kim Kardashian, something. Or, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. So yeah. he. So you know, there is this talk. Like there is a movie called Shiva Baby, and the actress is terrific. The movie's terrific, and she's not Jewish. But it's like I'll give it a pass. But it is when you think oh, about it. Oh, she's not it, Jewish. I don't that think woman? so. Yeah. But when you think about. Um, very typical Jewish sort of seeming women. I guess there are a lot of them, but 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 yes, I do think that if you're doing a movie and the and you're playing someone who's Chinese, like it is good to have a Chinese, obviously a Chinese actor actress, even over having um, Japanese or Korean, just to kind of like I don't know. I am more in the line of. If if someone's playing someone who has Down syndrome, you have a Down syndrome actor or whatever. You know what I mean? Not like well, look. I but, mean, that's that's a that's a great idea. But does that really? Do you really believe n- no one should be able to play other roles as actors than what they? No, are? but like, I think that it has to lean way heavier on the side of the person who really is. Got you. So so the issue becomes not about Bradley Cooper and his nose, but about. Why is it harder for people that have a more like ethnic or non non white look to get cast in a leading role in a film? And it's a a sliding um, scale in a way, or I don't know if that's the right expression, but 
there's certain things like, is this the most um, awful thing? No. Like, of course, back when white people were playing Asian or even black characters or, um, you know, Native American or something, that's like way, way worse. And if you, you know, if you looked at the statistics of things like who really gets no chance at all versus who gets some of a chance and things are changing. Like, like the party we went to when I spilled something on busy Phillips and I turned to her ex and I was like, is she going to punch me? And he was like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, She, she was fine. She was totally fine. But I literally spilled something just as As she was was walking into a Hollywood party. But (laughs) that party, it was nice because it was like, it was like the old parties were like all white and like, really token person here and there and then it's like getting a little better in but hollywood what do you think, yeah but what do you think about one of the things i was reading about this whole bradley cooper thing is they say like you know when he did the elephant man he did it with no makeup because the idea was that as an actor you shouldn't be dependent on sort of tropes or physical indicators of so they're saying like either get someone with a big nose or have him do it without the big nose. Like, why does he need the big nose if he's an actor? This a is something lot of I was people about. put on noses, and that's True. it's so fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think in the ideal, in the ideal, <laughs> like I played a witch. Should they have cast a real witch? In that's beef, true. In there, there's, we need more coven there's representation. Real witches yeah. in the world they could have cast. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ioni Sky, And we are the hosts of Weirder Together podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together podcast network. Like punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable. Multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy sonic journey, Vague Data. Making Ways, the art of music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate. Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I love that, one of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never-before-heard vintage interviews with legendary artists. And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these pods on your favorite podcast platform now. Love ya. I think in in a in an in a perfect world, everyone would get to act, and like I would play being a raisin in the sun, or is that the name of them? Mm-hmm, yeah, I would love that. Like I would love to do any accent. Yeah, you would say, and in blackface, you would like to do that. Is that weird? No, not <laughs> blackface, but I would love to do the accent. I'm just saying, in an ideal world, as an actor, you want to have the freedom. You know, this sure, is sure, like sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that Republican or whatever the libertarian te- libertarians. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure, like I want every actor should be able to play old, young you know, like uh, the elephant man, whatever you want, any accent, (laughs) any race, any, 
you know, mentally ill, whatever. Remember the whole thing, the Sia thing with the... the yes, with the, the autistic. Autistic. But Maddie it's just, Ziegler, I guess yeah. it's like, obviously, if there's been people who are dying to act and they haven't been able to get roles because Hollywood only accepts white people for years and years, that's, that's awful. Yeah, I think that's, you're right. It's about the where a moment like this sits in a long history of underrepresentation of people from different races, which is why it's become but I do he's think not wait, he's wait. not making fun of Jewish people. No. And that's like I remember having it pointed out that Jews in history, you know, like they're sinister like um like Shylock. Fa Shylock, kind of, yeah. Fagan from Oliver. Yeah. All the like a lot of the Disney villains are sort of when you make fun of Jewish people or cast them in a sort of like greedy, evil, you know. But I do think but this. I, don't I know. do think so there's bad. something about people being annoyed by Bradley Cooper yeah. in this. It reminds me of. I remember. I. I'm here. This is a story that was told at a big dinner party, so I don't think it's too scandalous. But I, there's a story about um, someone bringing up Goldie Horn. Um, as a potential to be cast in a John Waters movie. And John Waters' reaction was, I'd walk out of a Goldie Hawn movie on a plane. And there is something about, um, <laughs> there is something about, what I like Goldie Hawn. But there's But there is something about the idea of certain cultural figures that we find annoying. I know, and they kind of can't do anything right. I too. know there was <laughs> a joke about a Shelley Long, like a Shelley Long movie that you couldn't get out of the theater for because there was a moment in time. Wait, what do you mean? There was a line to get out of the theater? I don't know. Just like, or just someone being trapped in a Shelley Long movie. Um, what? <laughs> a joke like the one you told, that really good joke that landed about John Waters. There I know, was I know, a but I'm similar to Shelley joke. Long. But it was about people lining was, up to get like, out of the movie. Uh, I don't know. You added this lined up to get out oh, of I the movie. Oh, I thought you said it was a line. Sorry. No, but I like you. Add, you're adding, you're working on the material. <laughs> I'm punching as up your, you're punching up your story. It was, I don't know if it was on Saturday Night Live, but it was something <laughs> funny shtick with Shelley Long. And we, lo we love Shelley Long. We love Goldie Hawn and we love John Waters. And, and are, we love Bradley Cooper. Bradley, call me. Come on the pod. We're no, we love you. Um, who's the po the podcasters that they were anonymous for a while? Oh, the Ion Pack? We're the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, don't say how we really feel. No, I mean, Brad, I don't know. I think, yeah, it rubs me the wrong way. But I mean, it's funny because it's not, I, I mean, it is a little in in the climate of Jew, Jewish. It, it's And anti-Semitism. And yeah. It's, also, it's, like, he's not making fun of Jewish people. No, but I think it's just kind of like it, these moments become uh, sort of the catalyst for other conversations. And I think that's all that's happening. It's like, not really. Bradley Cooper can wear a fake nose. He can play yeah. Leonard Bernstein. And a wants. lot of Jewish But it's about, there is a conversation. You know, Sarah Silverman's been really involved in this conversation of like, why are non-Jews always cast as Jews? Or why are Jewish roles sort of often turned into waspier roles on the screen? Like that one, what was that show that was on HBO that everyone was watching about the family uptown the um, Maisels. No, 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 no. no. When Nicole Maisel? Kidman was She's in not a, Jewish. I no, the, it was based on a story about a Jewish woman. Who did you say? Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Nicole Kidman played her in the show. Uptown Jewish. Anyway, family. everyone loved it. And the last episode was a bit of a disappointment. It was oh, like, The Undoing was, or something? One or the, uh, not the oh, other. Oh, that was, was a, a Jewish family. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Point Hugh is, Grant? 
Yeah, that movie, that yeah. show, whatever that was. Anyway, that's a big one. That's a big one that was being talked about. But another interesting thing I would love to get your take on is there was a big article that came out today by Ronan Farrow, which was like a six months of investigation or something into Elon Musk. Uh-huh. And it's a really interesting article. Um, the thing that stayed- Oh, that's what I was going to say. What? Sorry. The Graduate. Yes. The Graduate, the book, was meant to be a waspy, very non-Jewish man, but Mike Nichols put Dustin in. So that was the ah, opposite of what we're you're talking right. about, okay, which is so really good. There's examples of that. But yeah. wait- yeah, Dustin Hoffman's Jewish. Yeah, but yeah, I, I which I've, I've said many times. <laughs> does Dustin Hoffman being cast in The Graduate is the single defining moment that positively affected my dating life? Exactly. But yeah. I do. I'm with Sarah Silverman that I do think that stop being afraid of Jewish women and stop making them be obnoxious. Like my grandma hated. There was remember the uh, New York stories. Uh, Woody Allen had a short portion in this movie that was like four New York stories in the 80s or early 90s, I think. Um, and they were, they, he portrayed his parents' generation as these kvetching, older, obnoxious yeah, women. Yeah. And my grandma was really offended. I know. My parents hated that too. Yeah. Because it yeah. just showed them being just absolutely obnoxious. Well, it's just, I think the reality is if people aren't exposed to if people don't have a very diverse social group and they don't actually get to know Jewish people or black people or gay people or Asian people, all they're exposed to often are these stereotypes. Yeah. So there is some, it's kind of like, I mean, I don't want to sound like Will Smith or something, but there's like, there's, oh no, who was it that was like, it was like Bill Cosby who's like, you know, we need to be concerned with how the world's seeing us as Jewish people or something. But I, I do feel like there is some degree that, we do have to diversify our own representation because it's not going to come from outside. Or or unite with like loud Italian and like it's sort of a loud culture. It, ah, it, it can you're, be. So you're, you're, what you're proposing is a in, loud alliance. Leaning, loud alliance. A loud but you're, alliance. You're, I always go on your family's less loud than you're more genteel Jewish. Like mine were kind of, you know, you till. Were, they were like Woody Allen's grandparents. Your toilet yeah. seat's broken, like during dinner, my <laughs> great aunt. Till, your toilet seat's like, oh, thank you for saying that right when we're about to eat. Anyway, so this article about Elon Musk, it's like a, it's a thought-provoking article. It's essentially about how this individual has this creative impulse to push boundaries and how that's kind of an asset in the tech and the business world, but how these are not the kind of people you necessarily want at the helm of diplomatic negotiations or international relations. And there was one little moment in this article that really stood out to me that apparently the Tesla in the sort of autopilot thing, it was programmed to gently roll through stop signs at six miles an hour. And when it was found out that they, this is how they were programmed, the, whichever the board, the safety commissions that oversees these things said, you can't do that. That's actually illegal. And he said, prove to me that that's unsafe, that having cars slow down to a six mile an hour roll through a stop sign is more unsafe than fully stopping. And they said, you just can't do it. It's illegal. And in some ways, I'm sort of like sympathetic to that type of outlook to challenging the status quo. But it's also got this sort of like risk capacity for risk that feels like really dangerous too. And that's sort of the crux of what the article's about. Yeah, I don't like people being a stickler for rules and um, laws 
cause crime and violence, as Bob Marley said. <laughs> no, but um, I, I just mean being a stickler just to be uptight. And of course, if it's a misguided rule, there are so many misguided rules in the world. But with all the bike accidents, I feel like stopping at a, like, you know, like if- <laughs> You're in full support of stopping at stop signs. Well, if you want, if you are in a lazy town and there's no cars, you of course just like cruise through it. But well, I think his point was that like, if you slow down to six miles an hour, you have the capacity and right. the car has the capacity to totally judge any threat coming in. Sure, sure. I, I, n I never like the rules that make people feel like they don't have, that, that make you feel like you're not bright and you don't have your own instincts. And I think that's what his complaint is, that it's like we should only be honoring rules that actually help our lives and whatnot. But Well, he if he's going to tackle rules there are so many big ones like the penal system that are actually affecting and hurting people or there's so many rules in the world that that really hurt people because they are very blanket preach sister and so tackling a stop sign is not the one that's the thing with these kinds of people who have this much money and power the things they decide to focus on let's first deal with earth first like let's handle what's really happening and use your, you know, in, your mind and your money and help first and then go on and do your fun little projects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love seeing you get that riled up. Maybe you should be in the cage match against Elon Musk. But I did I did kind of feel, feel like it was when I was reading this article, I was thinking about power and I was thinking about people like Kanye and also like myself. Who we gave a pass to. We did? About what? His anti-Semitism? No, listening to his music. Oh, yeah. Well, his music is his music. Kanye's early music particularly, I I love. Yeah. And I feel as a Jewish person, I can decide whether or not I want to listen to his music or not. And it's one of the few things that me and Goldie both totally agree on. And for me, the positive net effect of bonding with my daughter over some great music is outweighs the sort of net negative effect of and also giving him for, 0 0.001 of a cent for a stream. And 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 for Kanye, I mean, it didn't work. Like he didn't his anti-Semitism didn't make him go farther. The thing that it made me think about was my own relationship to power and how just intoxicating it is. And how sometimes because you feel creative and you have ideas, it doesn't necessarily mean you should be given the power to influence things in that big like I at this point in my life, I even if people ask me for advice, I always caution it with like, this is just my opinion. I don't know. Because I feel more and more I don't want the responsibility. And I'm very suspicious of people like Elon Musk who madly want the influence and the responsibility of affecting the whole world. Yeah, I guess when you're emboldened with um, a lot of praise and money and all of this, you can take advantage of uh, your power. We're going up north. We're going up north, me and you, kid. We're, we're together going, on the road. We're going to Washington State yeah. to the Thing Festival, and we're going to take the time to work on our shtick. Hopefully going to get a live uh, taping of that appearance. We'll see. We've never We're doing done a, a live pod. pod for the We've first got Kimia Dawson from the Moldy Peaches is going to be our guest at the show. Yeah. And so. And I can't wait. I think there's still tickets available. That's coming up on Friday. 
And also on Thursday, I'm releasing an EP, two songs I wrote in 1993 and recorded last week. One of them has uh, features my friend Alex Leahy on Cute Indie Girls. So good. Pre-save it. The link is in the show notes. And uh, and there's going to be a fun DJ dance party. The end of the summer mini festival with Ben Lee. At the at DJ, the thing fest, DJ Dab, DJ Dabbot. Yeah, I mm-hmm. need to go under my uh, under my alter ego. Uh, anyway, hope everyone has a great week. Beautiful babies See all you over. Later. Love you. Love you too. Together we're weirder. We're weirder together. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.